Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new episode of Flesh Wound Farce, where we review and discuss your and our favorite comedy films. This is the world's first and only combination trivia host and professional wrestling announcer of Chilean descent. Hails from Southern California, Ozzy V. And with me as always on this program, first in the Northern California Bay Area, world famous juggler Greg Larson. How you doing, Greg? I'm doing great. Uh, should we introduce Todd? I've got a moment. I've got okay, a story. Okay. To All right. We'll get to you in a second. Also, this lady yeah. and gentleman, Flesh Wound producer Todd. 99% of the time he's chilling. Well, no, I, I'm just deciding if I should add an asterisk to your champion because I see no You know what? This is ridiculous. <laughs> I saw that asterisk when I first got on here, and that was ridiculous because I had nothing to do with that. That anybody messing with my title, that's ridiculous, right? What I choose to label down there is my business and should be left as is, as how I see it. Now, second thing, I'm house sitting for my girlfriend th- this weekend, so I forgot. My freaking trophy at my place. I'm still champion. I have not lost a championship game since 2020. And that still remains true. Okay, championship. Championship. Well, yeah, no, that's not what I asked, though. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay, fine. All right, listen, I know we have a Chargers fan here, and I'm a Raiders fan. I've said that. So, like, the Chargers fan, oh, this is funny to see being a Chargers fan. Listen, I'm with you. It's, it's my, even though, like, I should hate the Chargers, the fact is, is I got Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler that I need to outscore C.D. Lamb and Keenan Allen for tomorrow night. We're based, Me and the other guy in that league are completely even. We only have two players left, and that's where I'm at with this. To, and then in terms of the, uh, the other league I'm in, I need C.D. Lamb and uh, – Whoever that Tony Pollard, sorry, Tony Pollard and CeeDee Lamb, I need to have zero points. Well, in actuality, I need them to have less than 20, so to speak, because I currently have a 24-point lead. But anyhow, that's 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 how I am right now. I'm a, I'm a little <laughs> upset, and you had to bring this up because you're like, oh, where's the asterisk or whatever? See what you started by just that one little comment about where's that asterisk? I'm on two minutes here. What? Okay, Greg, you have a story. I apologize for hijacking, but it's something right. riled me up. It's all right. It's all right. Totally. The lack okay. of trophy riled you up. Oh, what? I'm champion. Guilt. I think it's the internal guilt because you know champion. You know there should. Could be you tell your story already? I guess. So, <laughs> so, as some of us in the gaming world know, there's a sequel to a game, uh, Spider-Man Two, coming out soon. It's not already out by the time this airs. And so to prep for it, I decided to play the first one. And so I'm, I'm having a good time. There's this mission in the game that it, that uh, there's this guy, Howard, and he tells you, hey, I need you to help uh, get these pigeons for me. All right. And, uh, you know, it, when you're when you're playing games, if you're getting into it, sometimes you get in your own internal monologue and you're like trying to immerse yourself within the game world. And there's a moment where I'm like swinging through New York trying to get these pigeons. And then I hear this radio call and they're like, uh, we, we have a, a guy with a bomb in an armored vehicle. We need help. And I was just like. Fuck you. I need to help Howard and get his pigeons. Then <laughs> I just was just like, man, this is this is my life as Spider-Man. 
and they made like i don't know why but i it just made my day and i'm really excited for the sequel to see what ends up happening for this one i'm excited to see that sequel too i apologize for the quick twitch i had uh, my foot hit the tripod here for the uh, mic stand shifting things a little bit i got a little freaked out because i wasn't sure what my foot was hitting since it is a new location that i'm filming from but i appreciate that story and I don't think Todd appreciates that he'll have to edit what you said, but oh, sorry. <laughs> that's, that's fine. I didn't even catch it. Oh, man. So Excellent. far, so good. Fantastic. We're doing great. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this week we are reviewing and discussing the Kevin Smith written and directed film Tusk, which was released on September 19th, 2014. Todd, if you have a trailer available, could you please roll it? Thank you. Always do sober what you do drunk. That'll teach you to keep your mouth shut. Hemingway said that. Yes, he did. And he said it to me. I don't want you to go to Canada tomorrow. It's for the podcast. It's what I do. I travel around and I interview weird or interesting people. So look out, you crazy Canucks. Wandering Wallace <laughs> takes a raunchy road trip up to the Great White North. Hello. I'm an old man who has enjoyed a long and storied life at sea. And after eons of oceanic adventure, I know I do not wish to spend my remaining years alone while I have such stories to share. How far is Bifrost from here? It's about two hours from here. It's about two hours away. I hate American guys. Good evening. It's nice to meet you. Could I interest you in some tea? So what happened after the boat sank? I was alone. And then something very swift and frightening moved by me. A walrus saved your life? The walrus is far more evolved than any man I've ever known. <laughs> Present company included. Thank you. You're welcome. Which? Would you? There, there. It'll be all right, Mr. Tusk. He hasn't called me in three days. I'm worried. Why are you doing this? Are you really mourning your humanity? I don't understand. Who in the hell would want to be human? was the uh, trailer for Tusk, released on September 19, 2014, rated R with a runtime of 102 minutes, written and directed by Kevin Smith, a writer, director, and as seen on the trailer, a podcaster. Uh, now, just a quick note on the trailer. At the end, you said so for those listening to the audio version, there is a hashtag walrus yes to, the, to, fin to end the trailer. This calls back to when Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier talked about this film as a story and at the end of it you can actually catch the final act of it on the end credits and kevin smith actually asks everybody if you want to see this movie 
Hashtag walrus yes. If you don't, hashtag walrus no. Guess who won? That's where we're reviewing this today. And uh, also with a runtime of 102 102 minutes, starring Justin Long, Michael Parks, and Haley Joel Osman. Uh, Initial thoughts on this. When I heard that Kevin Smith was doing a horror comedy, I was intrigued, but I wasn't in a hurry. I get that. I mean, I'm not a I'm yeah. not a huge fan of the horror genre, right? But uh, I will say, I while it to me it wasn't a whole lot funny. There were some funny moments, but I don't know if I would classify this as a like. Maybe I think some there were some moments in the movie that were so outlandish that in the realm of comedy is where it could fit. Namely, the climax of the film. That that was hard not to chuckle at that. However, there's a good... Out of this 102 minutes, there's a good 80 that's terrifying. And this, at least I can say this is the type of horror that I prefer. Not the type of jump out, everything's dark, and then something automatically pops out. I hate that kind of stuff. That's just I, I think you're also yeah. not a fan of like the overly realistic, torturous stuff. Yeah, if this walks well, the line, though, it, it does. It it walks the line. However, the reason why I was I didn't have an issue with this in terms of how uh, uh, how out, outlandish the things that happened or how um, gross, for lack of a better term, like seeing things happen at this. What would kept me with it, because normally with a movie like this, I would have shut it off. But mm. because the setup intrigued me so much about this person played by Michael Parks, his, you know, first you see him in a wheelchair and then he's walking. And I don't mind this kind of the psychological aspect of it. If it's like Mm -hmm. a physical, I mean, Todd, you know this, if it's like a physical harmful kind of thing, I'm not having fun. But if it's like somebody, you know, like in this, in this situation, the horror elements, I, I really enjoyed from an aspect of like, it was just intriguing to see from an outside perspective. Mm-hmm. And a bummer that I did have about this movie is that it didn't have <clears throat> anyone you really liked. Maybe, mm. I mean, maybe, maybe Kevin Smith's daughter, <laughs> like, you know, the, the clerk's <laughs> and Johnny daughter. Depp's. Okay. Yeah. For the, for the most part, yeah. um, uh, when, <clears throat> like when it comes to the main characters, you don't like anybody, like there's, there's something to dislike from everybody, which helps the whole shade of gray idea and that not everything's black and white but at the same time the i i didn't really care about i mean not that i didn't care but i didn't feel as bad for uh primary character justin long whose name escapes me at the mm-hmm. moment but because the flashbacks were wally. revealing things about his wally that's right of course wallace his name is wallace because right yes <laughs> anyhow you saw flashbacks in the film that showed you how Wallace isn't that great of a person. Right. So when this, when some of these things are happening to him, you're like, Hmm, interesting. And I wonder if that's by design because this way you don't feel overtly sympathetic for him. Like, Oh man, I wish, I wish he could get free. I wish, you know, this guy would stop. There's a slight hint deep down. That's like, okay, I wonder what's going to happen. Keep going. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was an odd type of like uh, curiosity that was peaked watching this movie. Greg. Yeah, this this movie's my uh I had seen Red State first, so it wasn't my first dive into Kevin Smith and his uh non 
comedic focused movies. Um, and I do have to say, Michael Parks is a man that I am sad uh, he has not had the recognition he deserves. His acting in both Red State, this one, uh, even his bits in Yoga Hosers, like, this man is fantastic. Like, he, his range in this movie alone um, showed so much commitment to his character um and i'm i'm sad that he's he's gone from us at this point in time in life but uh i'm glad we we got to enjoy the fun uh with him in these um but yeah this film specifically definitely a a, like shift from kevin smith and what he normally does in terms of like comedic focused comedy focused movies like you were saying right right exactly I do um, want to say real quick the Michael Parks thing. Not only is part of the Viewisk universe, he's also part of Tarantino's world too. From starting from Dust Till Dawn all the way, you know, right. he's popped up there. Kill so Bill he, and yeah, yeah. So he's he's got a yeah, some pretty big cult titles out there. Right, right. And this thing, he never like it was always cult films. Like he never had like the mainstay. But I guess if if you know, that's your world. You're going to be super appreciated by the fans that, that enjoy your work. So it is, it's a, it's a bittersweet uh, situation. Um, But yeah, this, this, this one, like you said, Ozzy, I'm not a huge horror fan. Um, For the most part, sometimes a story just isn't there and it's just kill to kill. So the psychological element of this film was fantastic. And I think that um, with, with the idea of not really having someone like you were saying that that is a, a someone that you're like I really like you, um, it also is showing like this guy who who goes through this moment of he used to be a good guy, but with the internet and how it is of like trying to get the clicks, trying to get the likes, like it'll drive you to be this person who's not really you, which then you end up turning into something that's not really you, you know. So um, it's it's a weird film. Like it just is uncomfortable with a lot of stuff. Now I do have to say Johnny Depp's character is very likable. He's fantastic. Um, but he doesn't even get credits in the credits, <laughs> so which is great. Um, but yeah, so this, this was fun to rewatch. Um, I was, I was really happy to watch this again. Um, cause, cause it's definitely not my first go through with this one. Um, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm happy that, uh, we're, we're getting to talk about it and share some feelings about it. Todd. All right. So this is, this might be a little bit surprising. I have not been the hugest fan of Kevin Smith's horror stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I keep being told to rewatch red state and I, and I will get to it because I know everyone on the other program loves it. Well, just, I mean, I think with, with, with when, when I heard about red state and like, I read about it, I didn't think comedy. I didn't think horror. I just wanted to see what was going to happen. Right. I think, I think my problem is with that movie, since we're not going to cover it on here, obviously, that first 15 minutes is what I wanted, and then it becomes something else. And mm. I think the fact they got teased with exactly what I wanted and swerved, I kind of like checked out a little bit. I think though, going back to that, I mean, I understand what you're talking about, and I don't want I don't want this to shift into a discussion about red state, but I think what can be said, at least with Kevin Smith's outing in the horror genre is that he makes sure that things at least 
make sense as much as possible. Well, that's what I mean, he does, it does. Though. I mean, no, but uh, yeah, that's true. But like Greg was saying, a lot of movies have the kill just to kill aspect, right? Mm-hmm. And this provided a story where it made sense for everybody to behave and act the way they're acting. It made it made complete sense. Not it's even as weird as things turn out to be when you hear these flashbacks or you hear these stories that explains why this person is this way, you think mm-hmm. like, okay, all right, let's see what happens. And right. I, I think part partially, I'm not sure if this was intended to be the case, but the more I think about it and Greg listening, to you talk about it is the more lack of empathy you have for the characters that you see. I think you can, that shifts your focus more on the story. Mm-hmm. And what you're seeing happening in front of you, like you're not focused about wanting to see the hero succeed. You just want to see what happens. It got right. to that point where I was just like, what's going to happen now? <laughs> like, and yeah. and ultimately, that's what a movie should do is get you to a point right before the climax. where, like, how is this going to end? Well, it and is an A24 film, too. <laughs> it feels like what? That's fair. Yeah. So. I will say going into the funniest moments. It, well, real quick, I didn't get to talk about this one. Oh, I, I brought okay. up my red state point. I'm I brought sorry. up this. I'm sorry. Continue. I'll um, okay, so I and this is another one. First time I watched it, not exactly what I wanted. I, I'm not I don't listen to podcasts, so I didn't have that connection going in. Mm-hmm. So I, but the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, that was all right. I never thought about it. You know, it wasn't one I needed, felt like I need to revisit. So now that I have. I really enjoyed it this time. I think the fact that I knew what I was getting into from the get, I was just able to enjoy the weirdness and, and let it go. The only thing I do find distracting is this is like a 107 minute audition tape for uh, Justin Long to play the Anthony Kiedis in the red hot chili peppers biopic. But <laughs> other than that, <laughs> the stash was, was a little distracting. Um, but no, I, I had a good time. Yeah. I, I've turned the corner on it. Awesome. Right. So it, it definitely is enjoyable. And speaking of the most enjoyable moments, you can kick that off here. Todd, let's have you start things off. The one that got me, and it was right at the beginning, I just couldn't stop laughing. And that was you. You don't say Hitler in the airport. <laughs> it was a simple, just throw. Uh, yeah, that whole that whole riff got me. Right, Greg. Oh man, there's a lot of great scenes, um, and I don't. I I think the thing that like made me kind of have like a unique moment outside of just enjoying a full scene, the ringtone that Justin Long has. Um, that's actually a callback to Hollywood Babylon, which I believe is where they discuss this film quite often, um, mm. which is supposed to be part of the Great White North trilogy, which is this one, Yoga Hosers, and the hopefully eventual Moose Jaws. Um, but yeah, um, so, moose, so getting moose, moose Jaws, yeah, it's Jaws, but with a moose in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> So that's supposed to be the next they, one. They couldn't. They couldn't call it cocaine moose. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure someone's going to do that already. <laughs> oh, it'll happen. But uh, yeah, so so just having that, like that, that to me is is a very Kevin Smith moment. Is the callbacks the like 
if you're in the know, you know, right. you'll you'll have a great moment for this. So having that in there just it was it was just it's what was the only real connector for me of of what a Kevin Smith film is. Uh I have to say without spoiling anything, the climactic battle. Okay. Mm. Cuz it there like I said before, there is a lot of just insanely terrifying moments in this movie like where i'm just watching like i'm not laughing at all i'm just kind of like just just taking everything and just like it's almost like a you can't look away kind of thing right right i i, I didn't i i was laughing <laughs> but well there i mean like leading up to that climax there were some moments where i was just like oh my gosh good why did why do people want me to watch this <laughs> right and then we get to a point where i was like Oh, this makes up for everything because seeing that happen just automatically made me start laughing. And then it got really serious really quick. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Right. You know, um, and uh, so if, if you're a fan of really dark humor, like really, really like this was probably too dark for me. But <laughs> I was wondering probably, probably in Todd's alley. So take that for what you will. Uh, I would highly recommend checking it out. If you're not a huge horror fan, I think you can skip it. But if you're intrigued and you don't, you, you're, you're okay with like a psychological thriller, go for it. Uh, yeah. But in, in terms of movie, I'm not going to rate this. I mean, I know we've done this like as a comedy, as a horror, but now rate how much fun you had with it. I didn't really have fun with it because it wasn't a movie that you have fun with. It didn't. It didn't feel that. It Agree had, to disagree. Okay. Well, if you are a fan of the horror genre, <laughs> you would have a, a huge blast with this. But if you're not, it's probably going to be tough. So, uh, but I will say, in terms of an actual like film, and in terms of like a story and performances and whatnot, I'd I'm putting it at a four. All right. Four for at four out of five. Not bad. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a really good movie. I won't call it, I won't recommend it as a comedy, but if you're a fan yeah. of the horror movie and, you know, you have a really, really, really dark sense of humor, like like bottom of the ocean dark, it'll probably work for you. <laughs> you know, Greg? it's it's funny because when I was watching it, I was like, is this movie fitting for our show? <laughs> <laughs> really a comedy, but... Uh, I, I did really enjoy it. And as a matter of fact, I do have to say, I went to Oakland the other day. There's a, a show that uh, my wife and I went to and I wore my Tusk jersey out and there were multiple people who were like, that's an awesome jersey. <laughs> and I was like, I'm surprised more people know about this movie. Um, but it, it is a great film. Um, it, I'm glad you said psychological um, thriller because that's what this is. I, I wouldn't go so far. It's not really horror, but it really is that like, I mean, it's got some kind of creepy moments, but it really is a deep psychological thriller because um, it gets in your head. And I had a lot of fun with this film. Um, so I, I just and there's a scene that just I have to say, Michael Parks, Johnny Depp acting across from one of another. And I'm just I wish I could just interview Johnny about like what were your thoughts having a character acting moment back and forth with this scene because it, it's it's just like mind-blowingly good but 
I'm going to give this a four and a half. There's definitely, you know, some like weirdness in the film, but uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Todd. Um, yeah, I, I'm on four. I'm a four on this one. I, I did really turn around. Like I didn't dislike it the first time, but like this time it really clicked. I had a good time with it. So now I am really looking forward to like revisiting Red State and see where that lands for me. Hmm. And ladies and gentlemen, that was the review of Tusk. Currently not available to stream anywhere on any major platforms. However, it is available for purchase on the digital platforms. Todd, you wouldn't have a Blu-ray of this by chance, would you? There is a Blu-ray of this. But would you have it? Of course I have it. Any special features that you'd like to share? Well, yes, sir. I, I, if I would have known I was doing that. I apologize. It came up all spur of the moment, but I imagine there's, I imagine there's commentary no, I would, on there. There, seven, there is. I would have Kevin grabbed Smith, the disc. It's a Kevin Smith movie, so there's going to be commentary with like 18 people on it. Um, he's been good about that lately, hasn't he? But I'm sure it's going to tell a story that he's told the same story with the same words and the same beats a million different times. So. <laughs> all right. Um, we have the extras of deleted scenes, 20 years to Tusk featurette, the making of Tusk, Smodcast 259, the walrus and the carpenter, and then audio commentary with just writer-director Kevin Smith. Wow. <laughs> Not even Ralph Garman. <laughs> I might, I might just have to. I'm glad you said that. Is, is this Ralph when he Gar- was... all of Ralph Garman's lines were pure humor? Oh yeah, so that that was a plus. Is this when he was still with Drew Barrymore? Because I could have swore she popped up for like one non-speaking role, Justin Long. I don't remember what I year that no, was. I, have, I had no idea they even dated. Oh, okay, I, yeah, I'm, they... I'm not. I'm not a part of any Hollywood gossip that knows who. <laughs> I mean, somebody somebody told me at trivia is like, "Why are you playing this for Tom Middleston? It's Taylor Swift." I was like, "So what?" Don't you know they dated? No, I don't know they dated. You know why? Because I have a life. God. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Anything yeah, else? I don't know what year it was. <laughs> oh, regardless, any other uh, special features that you want to share? We got the commentary. No, that, that was everything. It was in 2007. So. But I think the big news bit is a solo commentary from Kevin Smith. Oh, I thought the big news bit was that Justin Long dated Drew Barrymore. No, but I mean, in terms of this movie. <laughs> so, do you guys have anything, any final thoughts on this film before we head out for the evening? Can't wait to do Jersey Girl. Yeah, let's not get carried oh. away. February, oh. we got a theme now. Oh. I mean, that is a joke of a movie, so. Yeah. Okay. I'm the only one who likes it here. Well, last time I saw it was in the theater, so we'll see. But ladies and gentlemen, just a quick reminder, in case you are in the area of Orange County, I'll be hosting trivia Monday through Thursday, Monday, Lake Forest, at the Rush Bar and Grill beginning at 630, Tuesdays at the Brewery in Placentia beginning at seven, Wednesdays in Los Alamitos at Griffin's Grill at 730. We'll be returning there because last week was no go because the Dodger game. And finally, Thursdays in Anaheim at the Honeypot Meadery beginning at 730. And of course, every song you hear has something to do the answer. And there's an opportunity for money to be won at the end. And also, one final note is next week, we will be coming back with a new episode where we get to review and discuss Scary Movie, the classic. Looking forward to that one. And the week after, which would be, I apologize. October 30th. October 30th, not the night of Halloween. October, the the eve of eve of the Day of the Dead. It's it's called Devil's Night. Come on, Ozzy. 
Is it? You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> it's Have you never Devil's seen The Crow? Night. Mischief I, Night? How's that? Did that work? The Mischief Night? I, well, either I, way, that's going to be a we're big just, night. I think we're just making up things just to no, 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 but I was be fun say, and exciting. That's going to be a big night. It's going to be the Farce Vote episode and the final episode of Slashtober. Back to back. So that's going to be... Uh, okay, you buried the lead a little bit because I didn't announce that. So for the night of the 30th, there will be a fan vote. You get to vote on the Patreon at, at patreon.com slash Flesh Wound Features. You get to vote on the film that we will be reviewing and discussing. Todd, are there any films that you could throw out that are potential possibilities? Well, there's currently a three-way tie. There was a two-way tie, and then someone... Can you, can you share what the three-way tie was, is right now? I will just tell you what the films are this week, and I won't tell you what the tie are. Maybe you'll oh, have to wait a week. All right. All right, because we do have two votes going on. We have one for Slashtober let, and let, one let, for let, Let's hear Let's hear So here we go. For Flesh Wound Farst, we have 1986, The Frighteners. We have 1999's Idle Hands, 2014's The Co-Ed and the Zombie Stoner, hmm. 2016's Tyler Perry's Boo, A Medea Halloween. Yes. I want to see that movie so bad. <laughs> I love Tyler Perry. Me too. Five stars. 17 stars. Well, to be fair, no one's even bothered to vote for it, so I think we're okay. Okay, and last but not least, 2023's Slother House. So we have Slother House. Yes, it's about oh, you don't you are unaware of this film. Where have you been, Ozzy? Is it like a murderous sloth? See, Greg doesn't know either. It is. Yes. Oh, I'm so please, it's, please vote for well, that one. I want to see it so please bad. Don't, please don't. It, please I, I'll don't. give you this. Much. We it's already had to watch the stupid. It's one stupid of the three in the tie. Camera. Here's the thing. Of two, the two movies that we'll we'll talk about it next week. We'll, we'll hopefully we'll have an answer by then. At least rubber's not on there. <laughs> the, oh. <laughs> well, there's always next year. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, that is world famous juggler Greg Larson and Flesh Wound producer Todd. And I'm Ozzy V, and we'll see you next week right here on a new episode of Flesh Wound Farce. <laughs>